0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: We're off and
2: running on... A Wednesday evening here on the Nightcap. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. There's a little hop in our step because today has been a fruitful day. It has been a good day since the show last ended. We have had ourselves, there we go, score a touchdown. You're allowed to run if your helmet gets ripped off, If he ripped it off, yeah. Yeah.
1: If it gets ripped off and you're not in the play, you can't then go get back in the play.
2: But if your helmet gets ripped off while running, you're allowed to score, correct? Or are they going to call this back?
1: Well, it's definitely not his fault. Yeah. So yeah, he's from Tampa too. Shout out to Mario Williams, Plant City. Yeah, that's my guy.
2: <laughs> as uh, as as people who aren't watching simultaneously to the Alamo Bowl, uh, Oklahoma and Oregon uh, underway, and uh, we just saw a touchdown. But Mario Williams, his helmet got ripped off, and I believe as they has the rules analyst on, they're gonna say that the play is dead. Yeah, that's such a bad call. That's oh such a terrible God. call. This 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 game is cursed. Yeah, that's such a terrible call. So we have seen now.
1: So what is it, a 15 yard penalty? From the spot. And you got to stop running, there's no one there.
2: That's a dumb rule.
1: Ridiculous. Is that rule the same in so the NFL? So
2: Oklahoma just got a touchdown wiped off the board. We have already had one touchdown wiped off the board due to holding. I mean, if that dude from Oregon just grabs him on the shoulder, and he breaks the tackle as a touchdown, but instead he rips his helmet off of his head, and now we don't get a touchdown.
1: What a play, though. I'm just telling you, Mario Williams, that's a name to remember for next year when you're doing your Heisman futures. Him and Malik Cunningham, quarterback from Louisville, See, this is how quickly things turn. Because I was in a good mood, because Maryland... So let's update the fan base. If you guys didn't know, obviously Tim Murray has the over. We talked about it last night. Yes, I have Oklahoma minus seven, so I need them to win by eight points or more. Which, look, and Caleb Williams running, going to go out of bounds. He was a little lost, wasn't he? GPS wasn't working. So, yeah. So, the ball first and goal inside. Was that the five? Yeah, last
2: night on the show, we discuss this game and with Joe Moorhead calling amp yeah, sweet holding bring it on back i mean this this game is so under it is unbelievable
1: by the way aaron can you check and see if that rule is the same in the nfl this is gross you know what i really wish would happen with the with the refs would realize this is a bowl game yeah. and kind of relax on the flags i mean geez, nothing is going to change in either program well, Based that's, on what happens tonight in the Alamo Bowl. Like, they almost caused Clemson the game previously in Orlando. Like, just relax, referees.
2: Well, that's the thing. That's why I played the over in this game. Because you've got Oklahoma and Oregon. Both teams have lost their head coaches. The two people kind of running the show for Oklahoma, it's Bob Stoops, who is retired, working for Fox. What's wrong with Bob? pinky. Just, he's just hanging out for one one game. Let's let let's air it out, and then Oregon's got Joe Moorhead, the new head coach of Akron, who stayed back to call plays. And I just I thought this would be up and down. Maybe we'll get there. I don't know.
1: Stoops looks like he belongs on the sideline. I do like that. I wish he was back on the sideline. He's doing a great job as an analyst for Fox, but I feel like college football is better when Stoops on the sideline.
2: So we will see. But uh, we got a busy show ahead. I'm just gonna sit here in misery because. For some reason, uh, points. We've had two touchdowns taken off the board tonight already, and a missed extra point.
1: So I was driving.
2: Spectacular.
1: O- Oklahoma scored and got it taken off the board. Oregon. Before? Oregon scored Once. holding. Yeah.
2: Brought it back. True. Oklahoma just scored a second ago. Yeah. Especially if they have to settle for a field goal. That's uh, not good. Yeah. Oh, definitely going to settle for a field goal here. Yeah. Maybe a missed field goal. That would really be nice. Uh no. Yeah, not going to
1: be pulling for it. <laughs>
2: Uh, tonight'll be a fun someone show. Someone just tweeted us and goes, Why does Bob Stoops wear a visor inside a dome? Because he's Bob Stoops, man. Big game Bob. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh my go. God, Caleb. Can we get a flag? That's taunting. We're cursed. We're cursed on this, man. This is Bob Stoops, you're coaching one game for the rest of your life. You know? Like they said in varsity blues. You got one game for the next what? You got thirty minutes for the next thirty years. Just play like... It's, now, it's a,
1: not Bob Stoops' fault that the NCAA has a dumb rule about the helmet coming off. Just
2: throw I mean, the ball all over the yard. Run up tempo. You've got Caleb Williams. Let's go. It's not
1: Bob Stoops' fault. Caleb Williams just missed a wide-open guy on third gonna, down. Gonna get a, yes, he Yeah, he would have got the first down. There was Maybe. nobody there. Okay, it's the same rule in the NFL. Helmet off. That's a dumb rule. Yay, a
2: field goal when you've got over 60 and a half. Yay. You got unlucky there. Nine to three, 13, 15 to go. Let's go, Oregon. Up tempo. Let's go. Well, um, earlier today, your doppelganger, Mike Loxley, yeah, picked up his guy. first first bowl win. And you know, every often, every every so often, you just get to sit back and you don't even have to sweat. And this game, I wrote it up for the bowl betting guide. It was one of my finally. One of the five bets that we gave out on the show. Two of those games have been canceled. One was a loser. Mm -hmm. I finally get on the board. And Maryland, well done. Motivation means something in bowl season. One team wanted to be there. One team had no interest. One team had a third-string quarterback going. The other had everyone on the field Little Tua was balling out. Rakeem Jarrett, that dude's a stud. He's making diving catches all over the place. they were turning kicks. It was a beatdown by Maryland. And uh, I'm happy for your friend, Mike Loxley. I'm more happy for my pockets.
1: Yeah, I spoke with Lox after the game, man. He was excited. You know, his first bowl win as a head coach, but also because Tua played so well. He was 20 or 24 in the game, threw two touchdowns, averaged 10 and a half yards per carry. That's really big for them going into the offseason. You know, the Tua is confident. Little Tua. Yeah, he is, he's. But you know what's crazy? Talia. Is he has a better arm than his big brother, and he's a better athlete. But stature-wise, he's smaller. So that'll be – and, you know, his big brother's not, you know, sure. big by any part, uh, parts of the imagination as well. But I was happy for Maryland and the program. AD there, Damon Evans is a, a great guy. And so they go into the offseason with momentum. That will help because – don't forget there's another signing day coming mm-hmm. in February. February. So a lot of guys are still out there. They're recruiting for some players. This will help a lot. And like you, I'm pulling from my pockets. Cash a nice ticket. was a little nervous because I had minus four and a half for Maryland because I got in late, you know, just proceeding with caution because of all the COVID. So I was, I was slightly worried, but it ultimately didn't matter. They could have made it minus 20 and I would have been good.
2: You would have been good uh, up to minus 42.
1: So hopefully you guys listened to the show last night. We gave out Maryland. We gave out Clemson. And we also, I loved Oklahoma tonight. Minus, uh, it was six and a half at the time. It actually closed at seven. So I think right now Oklahoma is up six points. Yeah, so.
2: Well, don't just say last night. I've been saying Maryland for the past No, I No,
1: I was on the weeks. Oklahoma game.
2: Yeah, you know, you were on Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a feel one way or the other. I just thought there'd be a lot of points, and we've already had two touchdowns taken off the board. So I I'm pretty extra point. Pretty super thrilled about that. Uh, but yes, Maryland, and you know, something to keep an eye on here. Uh, it's it's kind of been the trend these past couple of days. This late steam that has come in has been right. Has been right. hundred percent of the time. So you look at the Birmingham Bowl two days ago. Came late in. steam on Houston. They yep. flip a favorites. Houston wins seventeen thirteen. Late steam on Air Force. They go off minus one. They win 31-28. They Here at Circa, Texas Tech actually got late steam. They did. Down to eight and a half point dog against, uh, against Mississippi State last night. They win that game going away. Minnesota got some late uh, backing in the, in the marketplace. They win 18-6. to And then we saw Maryland earlier today went off, as you mentioned, four and a half. Mm-hmm. They were hovering around three, three and a half for the most part of the week. After the Braxton Burmeister news came out, it goes up to four and a half. It doesn't even matter. They end up winning by 40, 44. Stop running the ball for the love of God, Oregon. Great tackle Throw by the Oklahoma linebacker. the football. <laughs> Throw the football. Can we pretend <laughs> that Chip Kelly is on the sideline? Just oh. go up tempo. And then uh, Clemson did get a little bit of love uh, movement in the marketplace, too, as they went off around two, two and a half, uh, and they end up winning 20 to 13. So Clemson gets it done. And you know, kind of like we discussed last night, you both you and I like Clemson. Uh, I was able to cash a Maryland Clemson money line parlay, which was nice. You could have just mm-hmm. re- regular parlayed it, but uh, I just didn't want to get Maryland at a bad number. Uh, but that's able to cash. And you know, Puck <sighs> Sudamis. Well, I just I just want to go real quickly before I, I get just to-
1: quick. I had Capitals yeah. m- puck line, they, they won five three. Never in doubt.
2: So. Iowa State, man, and I, I, I give Clemson's defense uh, credit. That that defense is is the real deal. They were flying all over the place. Clemson's offense, they got to figure some things out. So next I, it's year. not
1: an offense that's the issue; it's the quarterback.
2: DJ Uyengar, and
1: remember, he was the number one quarterback in the country. Five star. And here's the fascinating part for me when it comes to DJ. What happened to the guy that played at Notre Dame in the regular season last year? He was slinging it. I mean, he looked phenomenal. He threw for 400 yards. From the first snap of the Georgia game, he's just played with no confidence. He's been inaccurate. His decision-making has been inconsistent at best. And I don't understand why they don't utilize his athletic ability in the run game more. I don't know because that's always been something that Clemson's done. Deshaun Watson ran the ball. Uh, Trevor Lawrence ran the ball. Uh, Kelly Bryant ran Mm -hmm. the ball. Uh, what was the uh, number 10? Uh, they beat LSU in the bowl game. He was the quarterback. Uh, I can't think of his name. It'll come to me. Anyway, so I just don't know this year why they were so hesitant to utilize him in the run game. But he's got to get his confidence back or they have to find another quarterback because he was bad tonight.
2: Yeah, that was pretty surprising to me. Don't worry. Three and out for Oregon. There we go. Keep this. Oklahoma
1: uh, will score. Don't worry about it.
2: Keep this uh, overtrain going. Yeah, now I just need Oklahoma to score 52 points by Ooh, themselves. I'm cool with that. Don't worry. Bob Stoops will just hand it off with a five-star recruit in, in his own <laughs> pocket, too. Over is cooked. I actually made a play today in the college football playoff. I'm going to tell you about it on the other side. See if you agree. It's a nightcap here on Visa.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your zin. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z Y slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. That's what I'm talking about. Explosive plays
1: by the right team.
2: Oklahoma inside the 10. Yes, like last night. Right. I'm with you when we you can write. both be
1: happy. That's right. See, when you said Oklahoma 52. Now we're talking. You're cool with that? Yeah. As long as
2: Oregon does their part and scores 10. That's all I need. I would, I would feel awesome. If we get 52 points from Oklahoma, instead of, you know, running the ball up the middle. Well, they just ran for a 40-yard run. Good just, Lord. Just throw. Because you know what happens when you throw in an incompletion? It means the clock stops. Need needs hmm. points. Um, how about this retweet from my co-host today? And man, I miss the old Sports Center. Right?
1: I know, right? They, yeah. pretty cool.
2: But my, my co host, Sean King, someone sent you a screenshot of your regular season finale from the 98th season. Still hosed in the Heisman Trophy race. <laughs> Sean King got the little sidebar there. First player in Division I A history with 3,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards in a single season season man you were ahead of your time
1: we were you that two lane team created the college football that you see on your television now the spread offense but the balance and run pass you know the up tempo you know we were the first to do that so shout out to rich rodriguez and tommy Bowton, who uh were head coach and oc respectively for bringing that system and my teammates man we, had, we were rolling i forgot that actually because i mean so many guys have come along now and I mean, they're throwing the ball. Yeah, you're like not a the only. Times, you're yeah. not
2: you're not a, alone in that category anymore. But you were the first one there. There we go. Touchdown, touchdown, Oklahoma.
1: There we go, baby. We let's go, go. More Boomer boys. Sooner. Let's do the. What do you got?
2: You do the running thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do that. Do that. More and more touchdowns. Oregon, do something. Do you stretch? Is that Bob Stoops' son?
1: Yeah. Do I stretch? Yeah. Every once in a he while. You look real tight when you went to well, do that. I got that. a jacket on, man. What do you want from me? I'm you? just saying, man. What do you want from me? Athletes look athletic. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter their clothing. Hey, you looking real athletic. I'm not you? over here trying to do the running man sitting down in a jacket. Look, <laughs> no
2: one's asked. I've never scored a touchdown in my life. Actually, I have scored one touchdown. One touchdown in tackle football career. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Did, tight you keep, end pop did, did you keep the I ball? I should have kept the ball. You should have. Dang. That would have been something. The Rockville Bears, baby. Shout out. Had yeah. a touchdown. I was the two-point conversion guy. You know, we guys, <laughs> you just throw it up to the, <laughs> however tall I was in sixth grade and just let the, oh, the tight man. end out jump people. Um, but that was cool. That was really cool to see that tweet. Uh, and uh, pretty yeah. cool that someone sent that to you. Yeah, it
1: was pretty awesome, man. Made my day.
2: Uh, so, just a reminder that this dude was, uh, was pretty good. Pretty good at what he does. Uh, I mean,
1: I wasn't Bill A.D. or any like our boss, but <laughs> we got to find some of his varsity high school highlights. Heard he used to tote the rock. All
2: right, we're at 10-29 to go in the second quarter, 16-3. to Really could use Oregon to get something whoa, going here.
1: Whoa, Come on, Oregon. I'm going to pick six for Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, but see, here's the thing. If this thing starts to get too out of control, then you're going to start. So Bob Stoops is going to slow it down. No, he you've got to a think. Million, that, anybody. You've got to think the
1: opposite because it's sort of what happened in the Maryland uh, Virginia Tech game. It was kind of back and forth initially. You know, Maryland gets the kick return, but, you know, Virginia Tech still battling. And then as Maryland, you know, extended their lead, you know, then Virginia Tech's defense wasn't nearly as good. Yeah. And the big plays came. So you want the game to get out of hand towards Oklahoma? Oh, I thought he was gonna fumble. Dude, tripping out there, man! Come on, What are we doing?
2: I don't know what's going on with this. I'm just gonna leave my pack up here. It's falling apart. All right. So I I, I teased something. By the way, Jeff Benson from Circa gonna join us my at guy, the bottom JB. Of the hour. So looking forward to talking to him about Circa Survivor, everything that's going on heading into uh, heading into the weekend. Uh, but I actually I had I had yet to make a bet on the college football playoff. And, you know, that's what we've always been, that's what we've been talking about. You know, we've been doing radio hits, you know, all over the place. And I was, I was kind of doing some digging today and I started to think a little bit about what we were discussing last night, Sean, which was the success that Alabama has had in the semifinals. But I, you know, this team, as we've talked about, you know, John Mechie being out, uh, this isn't a vintage Alabama team, even though they looked the part uh, against Georgia, but what really stood out to me and I thought a little bit more is I don't have much belief in Cincinnati's offense. And I know you're high on Desmond Ritter. I like Desmond Ritter, and he'll be a pro in first or second round pick, but I think what you're going to see from Alabama is kind of what they've done the past couple times, which is if they get up by 10, 14, they're just going to kind of lean on Cincinnati, and they're going to want to slow this thing down. But remember last year against Notre Dame, they were so explosive offensively. But Devonte Smith, Waddle was back. I I can't remember if he played in that he game. Uh, Najee Harris had that hurdle uh, over a defender. Uh, Mac Jones. They could have named the score. They
1: won thirty-one to fourteen. I think the difference is, first of all, Alabama hasn't been balanced on offense, and they haven't had the pass rush this year that they were able to create last year. So,
2: you're jumping the gun. You're thinking I played later with Alabama. I didn't. Okay. I went under fifty-seven and a half. Because I think Cincinnati, as we have seen, they've got pros all over the place defensively. They've got three. I think I heard Todd McShay say this the other day. I think he has three top of three of his top 100 prospects land in the secondary for Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously. uh, Mott Gardner. uh, Yeah. Sauce Sauce. Gardner. uh, Cody Bryant. And uh, and the safety there. They're all really good. And then they've got an edge rusher that's going to go to the pros. So. I think that Alabama's going to want to utilize the run game as much as they can with Brian Robinson. But to your point, hasn't been that great this year. And I think Cincinnati, their biggest weakness is their offensive line. They are not that great up front. They haven't seen anyone like Alabama before. I think they're going to struggle offensively. And I think ultimately this is a 31 to 17 type of game.
1: You know, I won't name names because I didn't ask him if I could say it, but I talked to two of the uh, head coaches that played against Cincinnati this year. As Oregon goes for it on fourth there down. We there there we go. There we go. Let's go. And the uh, tempo. They both think that Bryant is just as good as Gardner. Yeah. Yep. So they think the cornerbacks are really, really good players. be fascinating to watch. You know, there's a uh, young man from Tampa that's a wide receiver at Alabama that's been having a pretty good end of the season leading into this game with J.A. Hall who's going to be one of the guys asked to replace Mechie. So, of course, Belma has talent on the sideline.
3: Good Lord.
1: Great miss, Anthony Brown. Great miss. Anthony Brown, Just the Oregon quarterback, just overthrew his wide receiver. What I always tell you about deep balls, Tim.
2: Overthrow and out of bounds. Always incomplete.
1: Always. 100% of them. I'm actually glad he missed that.
2: I mean, how do you miss that? You got a dude. Did streaking. you watch TJ
1: Finley the other morning? Yeah. yeah. My goodness,
2: this is a team that was thinking about being in a playoff, and now I mean, I mean, this the over is so cooked, it is incredible. We've had two touchdowns pulled off the board, and Anthony Brown just missed a buck naked receiver, just dancing, just <laughs>
1: hey, I'm open, buck naked in <laughs> your Bernie Mac
2: voice. My goodness, I gracious. Like it. but. Disagree or agree under 57 and I've, a half? Uh, because I don't think, I know you think Cincinnati can win this game. I don't think Cincinnati is capable of scoring 28 points against Alabama.
1: I just don't think Bama's as dominant. I don't have a good feel. I think early in the game is kind of going to dictate, you know, late in the game. Like if it's a slow paced game, defense, th- defensive battle, I think the entire game will be late. But also because, of Bryce Young and because of how good Desmond Ritter can be at times, you know it could end up being, you know, a a thirty to thirty something game. I, I don't. I'm not really comfortable saying I feel a certain way on the total. If you feel good on the under, I'm not saying that that's a bad lean. All I know is I am completely confident that in the fourth quarter this will be a one score game. I am completely confident saying that, and because I'm getting. Almost two touchdowns. I am all on Cincinnati, and I will have a small Cincinnati money line play in this game as well. Oregon just punted at the 41-yard line. Do we have some aspirin in the back or, or something for a headache? Because Tim going to lose it today. This whole staff is gone. The
2: dude calling the plays is a head coach somewhere else, and they just punted on fourth and seven? from the Oklahoma 41 it's a bowl game what are we doing done this is cooked <laughs> hope you win your bet I'm not winning mine I'll
1: pull my camera I gotta take some
2: Jeff Benson this. gonna join us say you punted at the 41 yard line of your opponent in a bowl game
0: This is the Nightcap on VCN, the V-CIN. sports betting network.
2: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VCN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash and get beating the book with Gail Alexander market insights, Josh Applebaum. We've also got hardwood handicappers, the Lombardi line, follow the money coast to coast hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN.com. Alongside Sean King, Jeff Benson hanging out with us, which is nice from Circa Sports. We appreciate you coming in and uh watch my pain as uh, we just slowly matriculate the ball down the uh, field down the ball. Uh, I can't even speak. Just so frustrated. Um <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about some other things uh going on. Like circa million. Here we are, two weeks left, only five players remaining, when I say circa million, see, I can't, I'm not even thinking correctly because we got teams. Circus Survivor. We
3: got teams punting the ball in bowl
2: games. Circus
1: Survivor, five people remaining. Five left.
3: Five people left. Uh, You know, when you look back to where we started at the beginning of the year, uh, Derek uh, guaranteed six million. Didn't quite get there, uh, but we got 4,080 entries. Uh, So we had a $1.92 million overlay, obviously 100% payback. Uh, Of the pot to the players Uh, and as you guys alluded to we're down to five people (laughs) left Uh, and when you think about it like that uh, the intrinsic value of each entry uh, is obviously worth uh, 1.2 million dollars so certainly a lot of money on the line Uh, you know when you factor in the undefeated bonus prize uh, I believe we have one contestant who has Tampa Bay left Uh, you know kind of debating whether you're gonna use them this week or next week Uh, and then you obviously have two people left uh, with Kansas City you know, when you look at the look ahead lines for next week, Kansas City probably going to be about a three point favorite to the Denver Broncos. But a lot of this has to do with what happens this week and right. you know, whether Tampa Bay or Kansas City possibly going to sit some people. Uh, so, certainly a lot of game theory strategy and, you know, a lot of interesting decisions to be made by these contestants this week as they vie for the
1: money. Can I uh, clarify a, a detail with Tampa and Kansas City? So, the million dollar bonus, you have to have one or the other available in the final week or both?
3: One or the other. Uh, hey, do you so, have
1: to use them? Yes. Okay. Uh,
3: so you would have to use them in the last week of the regular season. That's kind of the Super Bowl one million dollar undefeated bonus prize wow. uh, that Derek and, and our team put in. Uh, like I said, you know, two contestants have KC. One has Tampa Bay. But you know, when you think about a lot of this, you know, are the playoff seedings going to be finalized, mm-hmm. uh, or are they going to still be up in the air? And are these teams going to come out and play? Um, you know, the guy who has uh, Tampa Bay left. Uh, You know he doesn't have San Francisco this week, right so but he has the Bears the Bears (laughs) you could you're trusted in Is it gonna be Foles? It looks like it's gonna be Foles Foles. again So, you know, like I said a lot of it comes down to what you want to do this week Mm -hmm. Um, We've already had people reach out about hedging and credit and things like that So certainly gonna be an exciting weekend and you know a lot of uh, impactful decisions here to be made uh, over the last couple weeks
2: How does that go about? I'm just curious. I, 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 I almost because you were asking about you know so the credit situation. How how does that work mm-hmm. for these five particular? You don't have to get into you know nitty gritty details, but just house rules usually. How does it work for like credit and things like that in order to hedge a bet with obviously a, a sizable wager because you know so much money is on the line. I mean you're down to five, and as you talked about the intrinsic value. So if you're hedging off, especially if you're hedging, let's say you know. You're gonna, you're, uh, was it Return of Survivor Two? Uh, you're you're gonna use Tampa Bay here, so you hedge off, and you're looking at, you know, the Jets money line is plus five forty here at Circa, so you're gonna want to put down a lot. How how does that normally go down?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's cool because you know Derek and Mike have allowed people to use credit okay. uh, to sign up for contests and ultimately to make hedges. So. You would apply for credit like any normal casino patron, mm-hmm. uh, and we would, you know, establish your credit independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not u- you we're not utilizing the one point two million dollars against that, right? Uh, you know, but if you have the money and you're able to apply for credit, we would certainly extend it. And then, you know, you come to the casino cage, you get chips, and you come down to the book, and you know, you you, you pony up and you you figure out what what that hedge kind of looks like. Man. Obviously, you alluded to you know the money line being you know five you know f- plus five forty. You know, you, you, somebody could easily come in about a $100,000 and 100, to win 540000 you know, lock up a lot of profit. Right. But, you know, when you think about this hedge, you know, there's a lot of mathematical things that go behind it. And uh, obviously you have to figure out, you know, how much of, you know, your entry you want to give away. And, you know, ultimately you have to figure out kind of what the ownership is uh, of some of the other picks. Um, and then obviously if you lose your hedge this week and the contest continues to Week 18, kind of what that looks like in Week 18 uh, and making sure you have enough, you know, in the reserves to to make sure you hedge properly uh, in week 18.
1: As well. It was crazy. Return a survivor. I know there's a million dollar bonus if you use Tampa next week, but because of who the other four contestants have, I'd have to go Tampa, and I'd let them deal with the Saints. You know, with Sam Donald maybe playing like the top of the first round pick he was, or worried about the Bears. You know, and I just I'd hate to get this far and go with a five six win team and they play like a five, six win team all of a sudden. I'd be terrified.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously that's why the undefeated bonus prize is so alluring. You know, you want that extra million dollars and obviously, you know, if you split with five other people and you're the only one who wins the undefeated bonus prize, you know, you can ultimately add another million dollars to, to your prize pool. But do you want to do that at the expense of possibly getting knocked out? And, and, you know, so like I said, it's just kind of that, you know, 50, 50 decision that you have to make, you know, you got to weigh, you know, the other teams that you have and, uh, ultimately, figure out if it's you know worth it, you're worth your while in the end.
1: And I haven't done the complete breakdown, but if Dallas and Green Bay win, I don't think Tampa can get the number one seed. Yeah,
3: I,
2: I, I believe that's correct. And because correct.
1: of all the injuries that Bruce has had, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they didn't trot guys out because they've been decimated this year from start to finish. I mean, they probably have six, seven guys out you know right now with injury. I could see Bruce, an older team, saying you know. We we need to get healthy. More importantly than than, than win, and, but but again, there's there's some but drama in there because the third and fourth seed matter too. Yeah, that's a great point you make yeah.
3: because there's only one buy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. obviously the uh, the impact of the buy is is going to be felt much more when there's only one of them. And you know, like you said, they, they do have a lot of people out. They may want to rest up. Um, so if they get the win this week, it may be uh, you know sitting the starters next week if, if Green Bay and Dallas go out and do what they. I mean, if uh,
2: Sam Darnold's starting, I, I still think Tampa Bay with backups might even <laughs> win that well,
1: they game. Well, have, they have New Orleans, and New Orleans has been playing tremendously no, on Tampa defense. No, Tampa closes against Panthers. I know, I'm ta- I know, but I'm talking about for this Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone, I think, has the Saints of the five, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah,
3: and when you look at the look-ahead lines for next week, uh, Tampa Bay was minus 16.5 against Carolina. Uh, Kansas City was uh, only a three-point favorite against Denver.
2: Yeah, I don't think Kansas City is, is one you want to save because Kansas City— and, and we talked about this last night with Eric Eager. I mean, Kansas City, historically, if they've got things locked up, they are not playing anybody.
3: Yeah, and there's a 25% chance that they are going to have things right. locked up. Obviously, if they go on the road, they beat the Bengals, and then the Dolphins come out and beat the Titans. Uh, that makes, obviously, next week uh, irrelevant for the Kansas City Chiefs, given that they would have locked up that one.
1: Well, congrats to all five people. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah. What an Are they going to come out to get this
2: uh, far? Are they going to be. Because last year, right, there was an, uh, an invitation extended, however many there were, and kind of had a party here. So is is the thought process, because Derek said last week on the show, he's like, we want to celebrate these contestants, and that was when it was down to 16. Is the is the thought process to try to get some sort of, depending on how many people are left, get them out here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Derek obviously extended uh, room comps uh, for this weekend and next weekend. Oh, this weekend too, nice. Uh, to any Survivor contestants who do want to come out, obviously we're going to have you know quite a few out to, to do some hedging. Um, but obviously, the same would be extended to the top 10 in the Circa Million. Nice. Um, you know, any anybody who's in line for the quarterly prize here in the fourth quarter uh, or, uh, you know, the gentleman uh, who's in last place and buying for the Boogie <laughs> Prize. So. Okay.
1: Uh, so, so next week, let's just say however many contestants make it, no Monday night game the following day. So when the final game ends on Sunday, that contestant, whoever the winners are, they then – they can finalize the, the transaction Sunday night. They can wait till the following Sunday, however, they decide to do it. But
3: Yeah, so we do a, a five day audit verification period, uh, and then we will do a big check uh, ceremony with Mike uh, be, being the MC. Uh, Derek will present large, oversized checks to all the individuals uh, who cash for a decent amount in the contest, um, and we would do that the following week. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, the last week of the regular season, uh, and then we wait five days and we bring everybody out and do presentation uh here at the at the d uh or at circa
1: so i had bought a suit because i had two entries that i was gonna <laughs> wear to get the check can i get invited to the ceremony anyway Just I got hang a, out i got a suit i need to put on absolutely <laughs> I, I, I really had a custom made money green suit well then bring it out you need to well we, we will
3: be making a uh, a custom blue blazer for the circa million winner uh that's uh obviously something that will get Derek's taylor to do a uh, man of <laughs> many suits uh, so we'll certainly roll that out, and uh, that's kind of customary that we've done since.
2: year. I had big dreams this year. You did, and then you were out in
1: week two. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, there's always next year. Get him! Oh, my gosh. This what a is stop.
1: Such a so next year, I did make a mistake this, this year. I'm assuming that next year it'll be very similar to what was offered this year. I will get six entries. Yeah, it's so. It's very, very well worth it. And we got to go to break. We'll come right back after the break. <laughs> Jeff Benson, director of the Circa Sportsbook. It's a nightcap. be back in a second.
0: This is the nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betty Network.
2: Save 50% off a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24/7 video, and our college bowl betting guide. All of that for just 39 bucks. Head over to veasan.com/slash subscribe. Hanging out with Jeff Benson, sportsbook. Operations manager here at Circa Sports. That is Sean King. A late touchdown by Oklahoma. So now at the half, it is 30 to 3. So we are trending towards the over. Um
1: what I say uh Oklahoma would score 52?
2: It's fine with me. So what would calm down. 52 to 3 would not be good. I need 30
1: three Let's... points in the first half, 33 points in the second half, another 30 to was it 60 to six whatever you cover calm down
2: jeff put on your uh your your odds maker uh, boots here uh 30 to 3 it's a blowout Pre-game total went off what'd it go off here like 64 what would you make the second half line 30 i'm just wondering am i in the am i in the good graces or the <laughs> bad graces use your expertise this is not this is just hypothetical people we got the real I just need to know I need to know from your expertise what you would because it's a blowout so maybe you're thinking did they take the foot off the gas here what would be your mindset of setting a second half total here
3: I think you could see somewhere between 28 and a half and 30 and a half I think that's probably a pretty fair estimate
2: then we're good sweet so we're, we're trending in the right direction we're at we got a 60 and a half we got that closing line value talking about last night
1: I told you this is exactly what you needed to happen Stoops not going to take his foot off the gas. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, no. They're going to try and run Oregon out the building. That'd be great.
2: And maybe Oregon. I don't know. Joe Moorhead, who you know stayed and was uh, admirable. I'm going to call the plays for my guys. My last game before going to Akron. Maybe you could call some good plays. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe dial those up. All right. Enough of that. Jeff's here, hanging out. Um, you had a question about New Year's because New Year's Eve so is going to be
1: huge. College football playoff, the semifinals. I don't know why they schedule it like this. But they fall actually on New Year's Eve. What kind of crowd are you guys expecting? I mean, this is by far is the best sports book in America. Like, they want an amazing place to watch the game. What What are you looking at far as a crowd handle on Friday?
3: Yeah, I think uh, you make a great point. Obviously, it's New Year's Eve. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people out, uh, you know, for dinner and celebrations, fireworks later in the evening. You know, whether that's in one of our ballrooms or up at Legacy Club. Uh, but I think you know the lead up up to that. Uh, obviously, you got the twelve thirty Alabama game, uh, followed by the Georgia, uh, Michigan game. Uh, obviously, you got a big, a big fan uh, rooting uh, <laughs> yeah. in our CEO and owner Derek Stevens uh, for the for for go blue. Uh, but I think obviously with two phenomenal uh, semifinal games, uh, you know I think you're going to see a phenomenal handle. You know we'll probably be sold out in the sports book, and obviously you know lead up uh, to the weekend of NFL, I think it's just going to be. Phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious, and, and you, you, know, you don't have a crystal ball in front of you, but you've got these two massive games with big brands. And I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, I, I think there's added intrigue this year because we have new blood. We've got Michigan, yeah. a blue blood, who's going to be playing Georgia, I think for the first time since like 1965 or something crazy like that. And then you've got Cincinnati, even though they're not really a David, They're a preseason top 10. They went undefeated last year, lost to Georgia. But it is that, hey, the little guy got in. I think there's going to be intrigue there. I would imagine betting handles up. And then, you know, come Saturday, New Year's Day, a day that we all love to bet, we've got Notre Dame in a big bowl game. We've got Ohio State in a big bowl game. We've got Ole Miss, who's, you know, kind of intriguing. And then you've got another week of the NFL. I think these next three days, Jeff, are going to be pretty enormous handle-wise.
3: Yeah, I would agree. Obviously, like you said, you got Cincinnati in there. I think you know Cincinnati makes for a, uh, an interesting game uh, that maybe people would rather watch uh, right. uh, over. You know, a, a, maybe like a Notre Dame team sure. that's kind of been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you got Michigan. Uh, you know, after their upset of Ohio State, uh, I think you'll obviously have you know quite a few fans be interested in that game. You know, Michigan versus Georgia. Phenomenal matchup there. Uh, Obviously, you know, uh, with with no Clemson and Ohio State, uh, like you said, a little bit of a new team, new blood in there. Uh, But like you said, I think it gives it a fresh feel. And I think uh, from a betting perspective, uh, you know, two great matchups. Uh,
1: By the way, NCAA make the college football playoff semifinals on the first. I mean, that's such a. a, a, It's the Sugar Bowl and the Rose
2: Bowls. Uh, What was that? What are we doing But switching
1: gears just slightly. Right now, COVID. I mean, canceling bowl games the day of let's, let's just stay with the NFL. So many guys make the majority of their money betting the early line. How have you seen any adjustments in the handle since COVID has become so impactful on who actually is going to be available six, seven days down the line?
3: You know, for us, I would say we haven't really seen much of a change. Uh, Obviously, The NFL is the most efficient market, uh, but with any market, uh, a lot of it comes down to information. Uh, And I think now uh, it's less about handicapping uh, and more about COVID um, and things like that. Um, Obviously, we had a very interesting scenario with the Colt Raider game. Uh, You know, that line was, you know, seven, seven and a half uh, early on the opener. Um, And then obviously it it started to get hammered pretty good with Raider money. Uh, And at that point, obviously, you know, we, we became aware that with all the other guys that had COVID injuries, you know, the offensive lineman, Rocky has Darius Leonard, things like that. Um, it wasn't known that Wentz had it um, and he's unvaccinated. So uh, he would have been forced to miss the game. Um, so obviously the line cratered all the way down to one and a half. You know, I, I think a lot of times when this happens, most places are rushing to take it off the board. You know, for us, we want to keep it on the board. Uh, we ultimately want to take bets uh, and, and get to the right number as quickly as possible. So, uh, obviously, once the CDC guidelines came out um, and it became aware that you know they'd only missed five days, you know that line started to get back up. So we took some nibbles at two and a half, and, and you know all the way up, uh, and then got back up to about six.
1: Well, I have a question. This has always fascinated me because e-sports book is so different. Yet, information is so imperative. Do the sports books? share information? Is there like some calling number that you guys use? (laughs) Hey, let me know what's going on in the NFL. Like, how does that part of the apparatus function so efficiently so that you stay ahead of what people would consider the sharps?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously for us, we want to utilize sharp information to get, uh, you know, to help shape our number and to get to the right number as quickly as possible, where we can then take, you uh, you know, the majority of recreational money You know, for us, obviously, you know, we're not working with other sportsbooks. There's no kind of call-in number. You know, I think, uh, obviously, for us, uh, with the limits we take and the ability to offer that to anybody on the app, uh, you know, we're going to get hit, you know, early and often. Um, And, you know, we got guys on Twitter, guys in the back, monitoring injuries, information, things like that. And, you know, when you see some of these bets come in from, you know, some of the sharper, respected players, you can kind of tell where the number's going. And, you know, you want to be aggressive and, you know, try to get to the right number when maybe the limits are a little bit lower. Um, you know, then you know, work your way up uh, and increase the limits uh, later in the week, and you know, hopefully take you know bigger bets when the numbers kind of settled in.
1: And here I was thinking Elon Musk had dropped like a sportsbook satellite, <laughs> you know, in outer space. You know, he just beaming up.
3: You know, the information moves too quickly. You couldn't even get on the <laughs> phone and call at that point. <laughs> I know right, know, be too late. Can, at that point, you're getting you know double, triple popped, you know, things like that. So certainly bets come you know fast and furious. You know, with this COVID stuff and. Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of an information business. You know, similar to what you would see in the NFL.
1: Draft. Well, I'll say this because I do. Everybody that's watching, listening, I know you have your own choice of where you can wager. But I'm telling you, the people at Circa, are some of the best people in the business. If, if I'm going to take a shot, you know, in this gambling space, I'd love to do it here, just because I love the interaction. They've always treated me exceptionally well. I've never seen them treat anyone bad. So if you if you're deciding where you're going to you know wager, come on over to Circa.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, I, I like to give a lot of charitable donations, and when I, you know, prefer to give mine, I give them to the circus.
1: So Sorry. here, you got to look at it on the opposite side. You're <laughs> an elite purchaser of paper. That's right. <laughs> like yeah. that's what you are. Yeah. Well,
2: I I save the environment. I use the app. Okay. <laughs> Sean doesn't know how to use the app. Yeah,
1: I don't use the app because I don't have that kind of discipline. So I, I need to have to get in my Sean car. Likes to
3: sit in the book. Get
2: him. Yeah
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I you need to have, have thing, to right. go to the brick and mortar. I don't need to be able to hit
2: bet. Uh, Jeff, before we let you run, as we're talking to Jeff Benson from Circus Sports, you know, it's been interesting. Uh, I, I'm curious how the bowl action has been coming in because of not only opt outs, but with COVID We've got about a minute here. It's been interesting. These, la- these last couple of games, the late steam has kind of been the way to go, right? We saw it uh, of Houston flip a favorite there. They end up covering uh, Air Force flip a favorite late. Uh, Texas Tech here last night actually was one of the few places that you saw drop there in favor of Texas Tech. They went outright uh, before the Clemson game, the Maryland game. So what has been
3: the action been like for these bowl games? Has it been very early and then kind of late to the window? Yeah, I would say for us, a lot of sharp. Yeah. Uh, a lot of sharp money. Uh, obviously, you know, with all the COVID stuff, you're probably not going to get as much uh, early public play. Uh, you may get some day of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, obviously, with the lesser bowls, uh, some of the COVID stuff's really hurt, yeah. and it's been more of an information game. Uh, but hopefully as we turn the calendar year, uh, we get into the semifinals and things like that, and you know, the playoffs for NFL, uh, hopefully some of the you know, COVID stuff can settle down and you know, we can be in a better spot. That's Jeff Benson. He's the man
2: here at Circa. When you come by, say hello. We'll talk Michigan next here
0: on the Nightcap.